I'm Jeff. And I'm Robin. And this is the Hell Yeah Roller Derby podcast. This week's episode is on something that's very personal to me at the moment, and that's upping sticks and moving to another league. There are lots of reasons why somebody might move leagues. A falling out or breakup, dissatisfaction with how a league is being run, a desire to be in a more competitive environment, or, as in Robin's case, simply because they've moved to a different area. I didn't want to leave Croydon, but due to various boring grown-up reasons, such as wanting to buy a house and missing family in the north, I made the tough decision to move my entire life out of London to Leeds, the city where I grew up. This has all been happening over the last few weeks and has meant that I've been forced to say goodbye to my league mates who are all amazing and everything I've worked hard to build with Croydon. For many of us, it's difficult to imagine skating with another league permanently. To help Robin get to grips with the idea, we thought we'd chat to a skater who's made the move not once but twice and who's about to make a third move, this time internationally. Okay, um, I'm Hieronymus Bash. My number is four five, and I skate with Croydon Roller Derby. Great. Okay, um, so Bash, I was uh, wondering if you could tell me a bit about um, the different leagues that you've uh, skated with so far in Roller Derby. I started skating with um, Cambridge Roller Billies, and after about a year and a half with them that was that was when I was I started fresh meat with mm-hmm. the Cambridge Roller Billies and then after about a year and a half I transferred to Rainy City mm-hmm. um, and after a year I was doing a master's degree in Manchester when I was skating with Rainy City and then when we moved um, I actually moved to London mm-hmm. and so I've been skating with Croydon since then which has been for about nine months I guess okay yeah and so I guess, um, so as you know, Robin has recently moved to another city, sadly, and she is in the process of figuring out uh, what league to join. And um, so we wondered if you could talk a bit about uh, what your experience has been moving to new leagues and, um, yeah, how, how you found that. Okay. Um, it's always both amazing and really awkward Mm -hmm. I guess that's what I'd say it's hard you come into a new league you don't even if you understand um, the basic skills and strategies usually every league has different skills and techniques Mm -hmm. that they emphasize so figuring out what those are and integrating those especially if you come from a league that does things really differently Mm -hmm. can be very challenging um, initially but I feel like once if you've chosen a league that you gel well with, eventually you're going to actually find, I think, that you grow as a skater because mm-hmm. you're challenged to, to do things that, um, that are different mm-hmm. from, maybe from your skill set. And usually you're challenged to do things maybe you were coasting before in certain skill areas. And usually when you join a new league, there will be certain skills where they won't keep letting you coast. So they'll sure. expect you to be able to do certain types of things. Um, okay, so it sounds like it... Um kind of reinvigorates you a little bit as a skater like uh, pushes you to go outside of your comfort zone maybe yeah definitely I mean my transition from playing with Cambridge um, to Rainy City was that was pretty challenging for me because Rainy City uh, like Cambridge was using a lot of four walls at that time that was a few years ago so no one used that <laughs> until now because that's useless um, but at the time they were they were using a lot of four walls so it was more about being solid as a blocker mm-hmm. which is usually the position I play um, and then when I moved to Rainy City there was a ton there was a lot more emphasis on um, just playing with more footwork mm-hmm. more lateral movement um, and there was a lot of hustle. I was mm-hmm. I came in as a B team, C team crossover, and then after about four months, I became just B team. Mm-hmm. Um, but the B team was really competitive. Uh, and really nice, like a lovely group of people who, fantastic. But also there are a lot of people in that league, so it was mm-hmm. very competitive. Um, and so that also really pushes you. Everyone's really focused. Everyone comes to practice. Everyone listens to our coach. Mm-hmm. Our coach. Um, Mad Enough was uh, 
also she gave so much and mm -hmm. she also demanded that we give a lot sure. and so that really pushed me as well she was fantastic and I learned a lot so. Okay. And how, so how have you found it, um, kind of on a related note, that being that transfer, like, I, I'm really interested in like what, what it's like to kind of occupy that position in a newly kind of, are you very aware that you're a transfer? Are you aware kind of of that thing of um, really wanting to please the coaches and show your best or yeah, what's that like? Um, I think it's a combination of sort of you, you want to be placed competitively and at the same time you don't want to be a dick. So you don't want to be the person who comes in because you are operating as a team. Mm -hmm. So you don't want to come in and be like, look at me, I'm so great, I'm the star player on the track because that's actually not necessarily, that's not, well, that's not the best way to play roller derby. So mm -hmm. I feel like you don't, you don't want to play um, in, in a, a way that is... Um, dominant to the point of actually kind of destroying the game mm -hmm. but at the same time obviously you do want to showcase your skills because you want to make sure that you're going to be placed somewhere that you're going to continue to grow as a skater and where you're going to be having fun and everyone else is going to also be enjoying playing mm -hmm. with you so I feel like that's that's a little bit complicated to sort of work that out. Yeah. And then interpersonally, it's also kind of interesting because you come in and you don't really know people. You don't know anyone's names to start with, so you're just on track going, eh, so uh, jammer, I'm here. Other <laughs> blockers to me. And it's really awkward. People aren't used to listening to you. They don't know whether to trust you. You don't know who to trust on the track or whether yeah. you can trust anyone. I don't mean it as, like they're going to kill you. I mean like sure. whether sort of, what to listen to, what to do. Mm -hmm. um, but on the other hand, you don't know any league drama when you come in. So you come in totally fresh. Um, and I think that that can be really nice because you're not wrapped up in any kind of drama. And I, I feel like uh, I've seen a lot of other people transfer into new leagues as well. I feel like mm -hmm. as long as you come in and you're pretty nice, you're, you're, you're pretty you know, you play hard on the track, you're kind off the track, mm -hmm. that people will really accept you, and you don't, um, it's really nice because you don't have any pre-existing drama with people, yeah. usually, and so you kind of have an opportunity to, I don't know, not create any drama. Mm. If there was any drama in your old league, you can sort of wipe that away and have a new experience. Yeah, so you kind of come in, you can come in with a fresh slate, and, um, Almost. I mean, my yeah, certainly my experience of transfers coming into Croydon, I think they've all um, integrated really well and kind of ended up being some of my favourite people. Like, not that anyone's not my favourite, not that we have favourites, but I think it is almost that thing of um, when you... It can be a good thing to have no history with someone um, and uh, it, I think it feels... It can feel invigorating for the team as well to have one or two new people come in with... Um, different perspectives and a fresh pair of eyes and I think actually that can make everyone if you're kind of going through a slightly down period um you kind of gives people energy again um yeah I've really enjoyed it um I wanted to ask so in so both times you moved you moved to cities that had more than one league and I wondered what have been the factors in deciding uh, where to go in those cities okay um I think it's a, it's a combination of things. So usually it has to do with how friendly the initial response is. Do people mm -hmm. seem excited when you first email them? Or are mm -hmm. they like, oh, well, we'll let you skate once and see what you're like and if you're mm -hmm. good enough for our league. No one says that. Yeah. But sometimes you get, I, and I understand leagues are really busy. So I think also sometimes it's just that people don't have a lot of time to respond. But I, I feel like even if a league even if they had like a really friendly form mm -hmm. letter. Like I just um, contacted Bay Area about transferring because I'm moving to San Francisco. Hands are you being really sad about that. <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm excited, but sad and overwhelmed. Anyway, but um, they had, they had like, they just sent me like a completely form letter that was like, mm -hmm. great, you want to transfer to us. And it was like, it was it was obviously a, just a form letter, like maybe sure. even an auto response to okay. certain keywords or something. But um, well, I don't know if that's true. But it seems <laughs> like someone it, like it was definitely a kind of cut and paste thing initially, and mm -hmm. then 
some people got in contact with me when they were able. Okay. But the fact that the response was really fast and really friendly immediately made me feel kind of welcome, mm -hmm. even though it wasn't really specific, it wasn't really lengthy. And that was the same thing. When I moved to Manchester, um, I also contacted Manchester Roller Derby, and they were actually really nice, mm -hmm. and Rainy was really nice. So in that case, I was just like, well, they're both really nice. I can do whatever I want. And then it's just a matter... Um, sometimes I know that a lot of people I've actually never done this but I think that you should Robin you should do this um, you should go and skate with both leagues um, but I've actually never done that I just went to one league in both cases and I was like everyone seems nice I like the level that people are skating at and um, and I just kind of decided to do that and I think that it's worked out actually both times mm -hmm. just sort of getting a feel for things and I remember when I went to Rainy um, it was just a free skate mm -hmm. and I was that like my, the first time that I went there to check it out and first of all I was blown away because they have their own venue it's sure. like a custom yeah. roller derby venue and I can I kind of couldn't believe it I was like I can't believe it you never have to lay the track you can just <laughs> there's there's spectator seats but also the people were really nice mm -hmm. and um, their skill level was higher than mine, mm. but that immediately, I wanted to be there, but they were so nice as well. That was the thing. Their okay. skills were really good, and they were so nice to me. I was like, how do you do this? I was asking them different questions mm -hmm. about skills I saw them doing, and they were they were being really kind, really encouraging, mm -hmm. breaking things down, and that really made me want to join sure. that league immediately. So Okay. That's really interesting. So it wasn't necessarily so much your pre-existing awareness of a league's reputation or kind of their PR it was more how it was when you went there I should say it's a combination of factors it does have to do with what you hear about a league beforehand as well so um, I mean I also factored in rankings because yeah. I'm I am kind of competitive kind of I am competitive <laughs> so uh, every time I moved I, I looked at the rankings I looked really closely at the rankings actually and I'm a total flat track nerd so I'd look at all the different games I think like where are, where is this team in relation to other teams and um, I think it's also about thinking about your own goals though so you think what do I want to achieve um, during this time where where do I feel like I am as a player and um, what do I want to achieve? So, for example, do I want to be a, an elite level derby player? Is that mm -hmm. where I'm going right now? And you can change that. You could decide this year that you want to be elite and next year you don't or vice versa. Mm -hmm. It's not that you're stuck in that role, but it's, I think it's also about thinking about that. So both yeah. times I was thinking about that. And I did choose Rainey because I really wanted to go into a competitive league. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I, But also, when I transferred down... When I moved down to London, mm -hmm. I also did think about things that I had heard about different leagues. So um, I had heard that another league that you didn't get very much practice time if you were a transfer for the first few months. Mm -hmm. um, and also Rainy City B had recently played um, Croydon B. And I heard really great things about Croydon. I hadn't actually been there because I was away um, during the game, but I heard that the people were really nice, that it was a really enjoyable game, that they just thought the Croydon were lovely. Um, and my old uh, captain, team captain, actually suggested that I transfer to Croydon. She was like, they're really great. You could think about doing that. And so I did. I did think about it because she suggested it. And I knew that London... Um, Roller Girls is obviously here too. Yeah. <laughs> and I did think about transferring, um, but I wasn't, I wasn't sure. I was just coming back. I had been away for four months. Mm -hmm. I was just coming back to skating, and they're, they have a tryout system, mm -hmm. or I think they have tryouts every four months. And I felt like the, the tryout was coming up really quickly, okay. and I wasn't really sure that I felt I didn't feel confident that I would do that, and I didn't want to skate at a rec league level. And actually, the rec league is lovely, and a lot mm -hmm. of the people in there are lovely, and I think it trains people up really well. But I just wanted to go into that more competitive level yeah, immediately. Go into it. So, yeah. And um, I wondered what it had been like for you coming in. Am I right in remembering that you came in as a crossover? You've been a, kind of a crossover here the whole time. What um, What is that like? Was that different for you? at all kind of um, essentially being a part of two teams as um, yeah how's that been 
I feel like I've been a crossover for most of the time that I've been playing roller derby. Whoops, sorry. Um, yeah, I've been a crossover. I was I was actually a crossover in Cambridge for about I don't know five months before I moved, um, which was probably the steepest learning curve that I ever had in roller derby. Was going from basically being a new skater to a B team skater to suddenly being a crossover skater. That was really. Um, difficult mm -hmm. and really challenging but I think I learned a lot and then I was again a crossover skater for a little while with mm -hmm. Rainy where I was a C team B team crossover skater while I was working mm -hmm. to get some skills up gotcha. and um, and then I've been a crossover skater the whole time here so I actually <laughs> feel like it's really like having more practice hours mm -hmm. um, and playing sort of at two different levels and everything mm -hmm. it feels really normal to me <laughs> um, it feels it feels really natural and sort of typical I guess uh, at the same time I, I sort of wish I had a little bit more free time but I do feel like it's fantastic you get more skate time um, and you get to work on different kinds of skills usually uh, when you're a crossover which can be cool. yeah and I imagine um, potentially it helps with you get to know everyone so you've really got to know everyone on the B team and everyone on the A team. Um, yeah, and I can imagine that's quite nice. So I was wondering uh, how you were feeling about your upcoming transfer. Um, so having gone from Cambridge to Rainey to here at Croydon and now you're moving back over to the States and um, uh, looking at Bay Area. And I wondered what your feelings were about that, what you're kind of looking forward to, maybe what you're less looking forward to from your experience so far. Um, I, I'm really excited about joining Bay Area. Um, they seem like a really nice league and they're a really competitive league, obviously. Mm. And, um, and I'm excited to go back into that. I feel like Rainey was really competitive. I was actually really, um, looking forward to when I moved to Croydon to being in a slightly less competitive league, not, not in the ranking sense, mm -hmm. but in the sense that Rainey is a really large league mm. and it means that you um, you really have to keep up I think that LRG a lot of the really big leagues mm. um, with a very high level a team are like this where you really have to work for your spot mm. and it's like if you get ill you're like oh god I'm gonna miss one and then my attendance is gonna be down I'm not gonna be rostered and I mean it's not quite that stressful but you definitely feel that there's a pressure mm -hmm. and um, it's been really nice not to have that but I also do actually miss it a little bit sure. okay. so I'm kind of excited I'm kind of nervous about it because it is um, more pressure but mm -hmm. I'm also excited to I guess go back into that kind of environment where you're really fight not in like a really horrible aggressive mean way but mm -hmm. you really have to kind of um you're held to quite a strict standard i mm -hmm. think in that kind of league because there are just so many people who are vying um for spots so that's kind of exciting i'm really i'm sad to be leaving i feel like every time i've joined a league i finally felt like i kind of know people mm -hmm. and it takes a while on track. I feel like it takes about six months on track for you to really okay. click with other players and understand what they're going to do without having to verbally communicate everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and, and understand like, oh, that person's probably going to do that. This person's going to chase out the front. Mm -hmm. This jammer is going to want me to do an offense down the middle that jammer is going to hate me forever if I do a <laughs> passive offense and so on like so it's really um it, it takes a while to learn all that and then you leave and suddenly you don't know any of that about anyone and then you leave Bash <laughs> can you tell them a little bit better about Bash leaving anyway sorry carry on <laughs> and it I it is like there's something really um sad about uh, like I still keep track of my old leagues mm. and there's something that is sad about seeing people going on and playing without you and mm. you you wish that you could be there sure. um, with your teammates and, and, and also you miss out on stuff you miss out on league gossip mm. but also you miss out yeah 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 the <laughs> gossip is fantastic so you miss you do miss out on the league gossip um but you also miss out on seeing those 
really exciting moments of growth. Mm -hmm. So like uh, Rainy City for the first time ever going to D1 this year was a huge deal. And there's something really sad about not being there. Yeah. Um, But at the same time, it's really exciting to see from afar. And it gives Mm -hmm. me all these different teams to cheer for as well, which is really nice. I was just going to say that now you have like, uh, yeah, you'll have three UK teams that um, you can root for. They're all at fairly different levels as well, I guess. So they're almost um, not competing against each other. So you can kind of support support them all. And like, yeah, I guess that's nice. You um, there's sort of that legacy there. You have you've made these like slightly deeper connections than um, you normally would just outside of your league. Which I yeah, I imagine that's one nice thing about it. Yeah. It is, it is. And uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing what happens with each league. I think that um, all three leagues that I've played with, I felt like are in upward trajectories over a period of time um, and has sort of been aiming to always be sharper, always be better. Um, so I'm really excited to watch what happens. It, it's been amazing to each time to sort of watch the progress within the league, even just over the time that I've been there. Um, yeah, but I don't know, but it is sad, and it's it's hard when you first move, not just in the sense that you don't quite know what's going on or and don't know who anyone is and don't know what anyone's going to do, um, but also every league has strategies that it believes are the best. Yeah, and you might not agree with them. <laughs> and often, um, especially having moved leagues a lot, I've picked up a lot of things about what I think is good and what isn't. And I'm not saying that all of my opinions are correct <laughs> at all. Um, but then it's quite, it can be quite funny when you go to a new league and you're thinking, well, why would you do that? That's wrong. Do this instead. Sure. Why wouldn't you do this? And you're sort of like, you kind of have this... this um, internal frustration of not understanding because you haven't been there during the time that those decisions have been made yeah and kind so, of like uh, or the way they've developed and potentially over a long period of time and probably there's a there's a great reasoning for why they are the way they are but when you come in you just like it just seems like you're doing that wrong <laughs> <laughs> i would not do it like that yeah, there's in like there was a st- when I first came to Croydon, there was a um, style of bracing that the B team was doing, mm-hmm. and I just like I've actually I've never really done it because I hate it so much, okay. and I I know that I know that that's a dick move. <laughs> I probably shouldn't say that, Robin. Cut this out. <laughs> but but um, but it is that kind of thing where it's it's not. Um, it also might just be me. It's like I didn't develop in that style mm-hmm. and so I feel like my power comes from other areas of playing mm-hmm. and I think that that is another tricky thing actually you develop I feel like you develop a, a pretty good sense when you've had to move around a lot you start to develop a sense of what you're like as a player mm-hmm. and maybe that doesn't always fit with every play style as well either and you're and I, I feel like at this point I'm quite aware of that and that can be good because I understand how to sort of slot myself into things but I think it can also maybe be bad in the sense that sometimes I'll be like I don't know why we're doing this this is difficult I hate it Um, well I must say from from my perspective of someone who's played with you I've you've hidden that very well Uh, any final advice for someone like Robin who is transferring to a new league in a new uh, city I would say first of all um You've probably already asked people about what the leagues are like, um, but if you haven't, try to find out from other people, other skaters who you trust. If you go to any boot camps, um, speak to people from that league, Mm -hmm. ask people if they know anyone who's skated in the league and what it's like. Um, And also contact the league yourself. Talk to people if you can find them who are in the league, usually Mm -hmm. in an informal environment if you happen to run into them. Um, Because... Leagues go through difficult, dramatic times, um, but also sometimes a league can get a, a reputation mm-hmm. for being difficult and dramatic when they went through a hard time and then they found resolutions to that. Um, and actually the league's doing really well, but no one knows because the sure. league was once going through a hard time or had a lot of drama or was being really 
mean on the track or something like yeah, that. Sure. Um, but it doesn't mean that a league is static. Usually, mm-hmm. if there's an issue, um, a league that's trying to progress will address it. Yeah. And sure. find a solution to move forward. So I would say I would say just try to just try to find out as much as you can beforehand. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also think about your own goals in relation to the league's goals. So usually you know if a league's really competitive, you'll definitely know the kind of level that they're playing at. Mm-hmm. You can ask them what their overall goals are. They might not know. Mm-hmm. They might not have a clear answer to that. Um, but they'll probably at least be able to give you some idea mm-hmm. of what they're aiming for. Um, so... Like, if they're planning to do a lot of tournaments or international tours, that might be different than if their goals are to play a lot of local games um, and be the local champion. And both of those are good goals. Mm -hmm. But it just comes down to how well that matches with your goals. Mm -hmm. So are you you kind of... What are your goals for playing roller derby? Um, Do you want to be a really competitive player? Which is fantastic. Um, or do you want to be a, a, more of a recreational player, which is also fantastic. Like everyone has different, is it a different point in their life, um, can make a different commitment level to mm-hmm. roller derby and not everyone can commit the same amount of time and not everyone wants to play at a really competitive level. Yeah. And I don't think that that's a bad thing. I think it's just knowing what you want to do mm-hmm. and whether also whether you want to be in more of, say, a local team that's really involved in the community, mm-hmm. or more of um, maybe a kind of outward-looking team. That's not really the best way to put it. But more of a... Um, like, competitive teams tend to look more internationally. Yeah, sure. I feel like even if they're involved in the community, whereas some teams, I feel like, are really more about being a local team yeah and you can i think you can do both to some extent um but they are different mm-hmm. they are different approaches they're different ways of um being i guess uh so yeah i i guess i think about those things and sure. actually the last thing and i've never really looked into this but um i personally i've just found out recently that there are some leagues that don't require all league members to be involved in committees and league responsibilities. I know it's shocking to me because I've always been in (laughs) leagues where you're required to be in at least one or more committees. Um, And you're always required to do something, even though obviously everyone's circumstances are different. So you might Mm -hmm. be able to contribute in one way or not another, go through a period of time when you can't do much. Mm -hmm. And I, I feel like all leagues are very understanding. But I would also look at that because I feel like that, Now, you might actually be a skater who doesn't want to be involved in league responsibilities, so you might look for that, but I personally think it's really important for everyone Mm -hmm. to kind of buy in. Yeah. So I would also look at, um, I think if I had had a selection of three or four leagues... Mm -hmm. Who, that were very hard to choose from for whatever reason. I would also look at that as a factor. Sure. Sorry, that was a kind of purposeless point. <laughs> no, 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 I think it does have a point. No, I think that's good. So, uh, so do some research through your uh, existing Royal Derby networks and try and find out about the ethos of a team, kind of the reputation they have, um, but don't necessarily write a team off because they used to um, have some issues, see where they're at now, um, ask a league about what their goals are and see how that matches up with your goals as an individual skater and see what the kind of league committee commitment side is like. I think that was everything, yeah? Yeah. Great. Thanks so much for talking to us, Bash, and um, good luck with your search for your next league over in the States. Bye. Bye. So, Robin, you have been up in Leeds now for about a month and a half. Yeah. Yeah. How is it going finding a new league? Yeah. So, I mean... One of the benefits, I think, to um, where I've moved is there are a number of different leagues locally. So there are two in Leeds. There's one in Harrogate, um, which I live quite close to um, because I live on that side of Leeds. And there's one in Halifax, again, which I live quite close to. And I think there's a Bradford co-ed one or a men's league that that lets women skate with them. Um, so, So actually... 
you know, in the place that I've moved to, I've been quite lucky um, with how many leagues there are. Yeah. Um, yeah, so and I, I wasn't really sure... Because obviously there's different, you know, there are different things to look at. Like some some leagues are very competitive. They're in, you know, the top 10 in the UK or whatever. Um, whereas others are, you know, I'd be moving to a league with one team where the team isn't, you know, the team's probably more equally ranked with, you know, the B team that I've just come from rather than, you know, being, you know, being high up or anything in the UK. But again, you know, there's, there's different benefits with that who would be, nice to skate in you know champs and get a medal um and that you know coming from Croydon that would have been years away probably you know um so well I say get a medal potentially get a medal <laughs> no there will be no guarantees of that but <laughs> nice to participate in champs and obviously definitely win <laughs> yeah 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 exactly um so yeah so that I mean this the the, there's a bit of everything in the area and I, I spoke to somebody the other day from Wakey Wheels Cats who was like oh you should definitely come down but it's just you know some of them are just a bit too far you know York's a bit too far and stuff uh-huh. um, and you don't drive at the moment at the moment no so yeah um, so I, I had a driving lesson today and it went very badly um, <laughs> yeah but I have got a test at the end of this month which I probably will fail but <laughs> uh, yeah I might pass it I might I don't know you never know um and that would make things a lot easier because I'd forgotten how bad the buses were um because I actually went to I went to one of um so so I'm going to call them league a and league b um so I've been to two different training sessions from two different leagues um Mm -hmm. since since I moved up so I I was I was away with work actually after I moved so I've I've only really been back on skates you know a couple of weeks sure um and I went, so I went to League A, um, which um, was a bit of a journey to get to. Again, had I had a car, it would have been fine, probably. But um, it actually turned out to be some stressful bus journeys. Like the bus didn't turn up at first, then I had to get an Uber, which was which was fine, but you know, obviously expensive. Um, and then on the way home, I get Ubers on your own; it's dangerous. Oh really? Mm. Oh yeah, you you got. A solo lady. Uh, I don't know. That's a side note. Anyway, carry on. Yeah, no, you got... And also, Uber stole all your money, didn't didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Someone stole all my money, like, through Uber. But, yeah. you know, still. Yeah, um, yeah that's fine. Anyway, carry yeah. on. Be gay. Yeah, so, yeah. So, got yeah, got an Uber. Got there and it's fine. But it was, it was a bit strange um, because I walked in. Obviously, I didn't know anyone. And they had been expecting me because I'd, you know, be messaging Sure, and yeah. How how has your communication with the league been like before? Like, yeah. About it? So there's the out of League A and League B, and I have communicated with other leagues as well, but these are the two training sessions I went to. Mm-hmm. Um I I felt like League A was maybe not as friendly. Um but you know, it's hard to tell because people are just sending messages like it's not their job, like yeah. you know, they're just sending messages straight you know straight away and it was all like you know I very much got the sense that there was a procedure there and you have to come to one session for them to assess you and then potentially you can move on to a team if you're if you know if it's appropriate um whereas league b I felt like they were I explained where I'd come from my position everything um how I've been skating for and they seemed very like very much like oh you know we're trying to you know we're, we're really keen to get more people um we'd be happy you know potentially for you to just come come straight into the b team okay that's really good but yeah so i went to so i went to league a um and yeah it was just it was a bit weird i got there and first of all it's quite hard to find but that's obviously not their fault and i think they're actually having issues with with the holes at the moment like trying to find a good training space mm-hmm. um and um, the floor was really weird. It was this really weird liner, which I think is probably fine when you get used to it. But because I hadn't skated for a few weeks, um, it was it it was really horrible, like really horrible to skate on. I'd never skated on anything like that, and I've skated outdoors quite a lot and on various floor. You know, there's tiles and everything, and it was different mm-hmm. to everything that I've ever skated on. But again, like I say, I'm sure you get they obviously do get used to it um, after a while, and they did acknowledge I, I think when we went in that the floor was really bad. But I just felt like I I didn't skate very well, um, partly because I was new, partly because I actually wasn't sure what session I was in. Um, yeah, so I wasn't sure whether I was in a postman session with like people who are still beginners to the game, 
mm-hmm. or whether I was actually in a premen session. Um, okay. So it was a bit of a it was it was a bit strange, but but I don't know. That might be me. Like they might have told me that, and I just I just didn't remember. Um, so I was a bit confused, and then um, yeah, I sk- I skated really badly. I felt like the coaches were really nice, but I didn't feel like I clicked with any of the other people. Like, I, I just, I about halfway through, I was just like, oh, I just want this to be over. Like, I'm not enjoying it. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I was just, I was so down afterwards. Like, I was crying at the bus stop, <laughs> like a loser. Um, because I was just like, oh, is this what it's going to be like? And it did, and it was partly to do with the mission, it, you know, the, to get there. Um, yeah. And also, one of the things that was really difficult, and I should have just asked, was, well, A, all the drills were different. Every single drill was different to what I've done before, so I've never done any of the drills before. And they're all really simple stuff, but it was just like where we'd do kind of edging from one side of the track to the other. Mm -hmm. We'd, you know, side surf with our our feet, so have our feet um, pointing in opposite directions as we go sideways, like laterally across the track. But they they did a thing where they dragged their behind foot like you know like a like a very gentle t-stop like um, yeah and it was just and I'd never done that and it and it it felt the opposite of instinctive like it felt like um I was having to undo some some work that I'd done to to have my feet like imagine and also like you you've come from one league being taught this way to do something is kind of right or the best way yeah yeah then you're you know if you do that in this new setting you're doing something different to everyone else and you're kind of by their standards doing it like wrong yeah um, yeah even though yeah it's yeah it sounds like I, I think I'd have my uh, difficulty getting my head around that way of, of doing it yeah yeah that's it and then I think like yeah things didn't feel right and then and then but also when we're doing contact drills because I didn't know what level those people were at and I yeah I should have just asked <laughs> I didn't know I, I wasn't sure whether I was supposed to be like doing the drill at their level or, so that, you know, like I did the drill as if I'd gone to a rookie practice in Croydon and was helping out, you know, and, and so when I was jamming, I would go a bit up to the edge, but not actually try and get past because they were learning a new, a new skill. Sure. Um, and it's a, and it was a blocker drill really. Well, definitely was a blocker drill. Um, so I, yeah, so I wasn't, tr- I wasn't really trying, you know, with the, with the yeah. jamming. I was like testing them a bit, you know, like. But not actually trying to get past. Did um, you kind of ask anything like, uh, I don't know, like, do you want me to do this at 100% or 50%? Yeah, so I did ask that. And they were like, um, oh, you know, and I was like, do, you know, this is Boca Drill. Is it like, shall I just, like, what, you know, what should I kind of do? And they're like, I'll just test it a bit, you know. And I was like, okay, okay, fine. But then I just felt like, like afterwards, I should have really, like, I don't know, gone for it a lot more, I don't know, I think I looked bad, <laughs> I think I looked like, because uh, like, also at the end, one of the coaches came up to me and was like, okay, so what we, what we'll do, what we normally do is with anyone who, who transfers is, we normally um, do the mins again, um, so that, you know, so that we know that the right standard, which I do understand, because everyone, every league's got a different standard of of minimum skills and like you know yeah. some people's pass is not another people's you know other people's pass yeah I can under- it's tricky though isn't it I can understand and not understand like I can I can understand if um you if the league that the person's coming from is maybe like a much smaller or much newer league yeah yeah so it's a league yeah and I might think okay I need to like I need to double check that this person has passings by our own standard yeah but I would think if if the league someone is coming from is kind of a tier two level champs league, like Croydon is quite a well established team. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I would like to think uh, that you would kind of have faith and not need to retest someone that's kind of been at a B team level for a little while now. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, that's it. And I mean, but it does it does sound like I could be anywhere on the spectrum when I say like I've only been bouting six months. Like that's not really a long time, and I can understand, you know, I I was kind of reticent to to say because I felt like I performed badly. Uh-huh. I mentioned to one of the other coaches that I, you know, they were considering putting me on as the as the main like one of the main jammers, um, just before I left. 
Mm-hmm. And I did kind of, like, mention that a little bit. Because I just wanted her to think, like, I didn't want her to think that I was just bad, you know. Like, I hadn't done any of the drills before. I wasn't really sure how much to hold back. Sure. Um, but it, was, it wasn't just that. Like, I, obviously, I felt like I did really badly. But it wasn't... It wasn't just that. It was just like, it was just a weird environment. And I felt like the things I really admire about Croydon didn't seem, weren't, didn't seem to be there. So people weren't super friendly. People were nice, but, you know, not, not super friendly. You know, not making too much of an effort. Like, mm, that sounds bad. It wasn't that bad. But, you know, like, they just weren't, like, overly friendly, which I, which I like about Croydon. And they weren't very, they didn't seem very keen as well. So the other people who seemed to be about my level... Mm-hmm. Um, or you know I would say actually probably none of them seem to be about my level but I don't know it's hard to tell um, but like the people who who I, who I would have thought would be men's past it would be like we were doing a drill on one side of the track and they were like say I think there was something like eight or nine people but the drill only needed six people so you know when you have a few out and you swap in just to make sure everyone gets a go but we did it quite a few times that everyone definitely had goes at like basically everyone had done all the different positions yeah um and people were like oh oh I've already been you know like as if they were like as if they'd done their time on the track and they didn't well, have to like, do anymore I don't need to do this again yeah exactly and I was just like why would you not you know like in my experience it's normally like you feel like you 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 think oh okay I'll set out for one and then yeah. I'll go back and then it's, it's my go again <laughs> if like you felt like you didn't get the track time so again, wanna, you you would feel you'd be more yeah. like man if you didn't get it. Yes, like, exactly. Yeah, and it felt like no one, no one was like really like super keen on doing. You know, everything seemed to take a long time. There was a lot of standing around, uh-huh. and I don't know. So it might have just been that session, and that this bear in mind definitely wasn't a beating practice. Definitely wasn't because they came they came in after just as I was leaving. Right. Um, so it could be a whole different kettle of fish with that. And I'm sure it is. They're a highly ranked league. So I, I can't think that, you know, they're, um, you know, that they would they would run things like that, you know, in their yeah. normal team practices. And I, I think one of the coaches did kind of say that to me. Um, but, yeah, I got I got kind of mixed messages. They were saying, like, you know, if you come back next time, you can, you, you know, you can stay on for the B team practice. One of them said that. And the other one said that I needed to get tested again, like, on my mins. And I was just really, like, put out because, and, like, upset, kind of, because I really do not want to go back to not bouncing again. You know, yeah, that's sure. the whole reason why I'm doing this. You know, I'm not doing it. You know, some people love the, the skills. You know, they love learning the skating skills and stuff. But I never loved learning that. It was always I wanted to play. And okay. now that I'm playing, I wouldn't want to go back. So that's, that's it. Can I ask you a question? I'm kind of plays devil's, devil's advocate. Do you think, um, do you think the experience, how you perceive the session in the league, was at all coloured by your feelings, like about feeling sad for about leaving Croydon and kind of having to leave your your league mates and your friends, and that that maybe, I don't know, could it have been hard for them to like live up to? Yeah. That? you yeah I think so yeah I um yeah it was definitely very much in my mind like but the thing is I went not feeling nervous I think that was part of the problem maybe my expectations were quite high for like <laughs> my first ever session with these people where like I'm not actually I won't be training I knew I knew going in that I wasn't going to be doing you know team training I wasn't going to be scrimmaging like I knew yeah. going in so I don't know why I was disappointed but I don't know um yeah, and I, th- I think it, yeah, it was simple things like I hadn't skated for a while, like the floor was really weird and, you know, mm. I've put on weight as well. I, put, I reckon I've put on a stone since I moved. All the Yorkshire um, puddings. Yeah, it is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, yeah, just, I, I don't know. I wasn't feeling in a good place, I think. And the last game that I played before I moved was I, I, I played really bad and I was, and I got upset, like, and I just lost my cool and um yeah I don't know so yeah it was probably a combination of all those things and I'm sure well in fact I know for a fact that a lot of people go to that league the reason I went I you know went went there first was because they were my favorite kind of 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 what I'd heard about them and I do know a lot of people go there and have a great time so I don't know and everyone's different all leagues are different and sometimes you're just actually not that suited to some places um but when I but when I you know, after I finished that training session, although I did think it had gone bad and I wasn't 
that happy. I had thought, well, I'm still going to go back to the next session. But actually, okay. I've, been, I've been away with work, so I didn't get a chance to go back. I haven't had a chance to go back there. Um, and in the meantime, I went to a different training session with League B. Um, okay. And it could not have been more different. It was completely oh. different. Yeah. So I... Um, so it was hard, like, oh, yeah, so one of the problems I'd had was that it's at this at this same place, and I'd got mixed up on the way there the week before, so I was supposed to go the week a week ago, um, but I couldn't find it, and I ended up just, like, wandering around a Sikh temple, <laughs> and I was like, is this where the roller skating is? And some Sikh guy was like, mm, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah exactly yeah and I was literally like in in the temple like there was like this they had like this kind of annex to it that I went in first because I was like oh this must be the sports hall <laughs> obviously not I was like wandering around in this dark you know what's like obviously some kind of community hall for ages um couldn't find went up some stairs I like, couldn't find it then I went into the actual temple and I was just like is it gonna be in the temple I really don't think it is. Yeah. Um, and like people left their shoes, you know, no, like. Let's have... go check it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, well, I was like, I don't want to go home without knowing for definite that it wasn't in the temple. Because that would be really annoying if I'd gone on that way and it turned out it just was in the temple. But obviously it was not in the temple. Um, so yeah, so I got, <laughs> I had been mixed up the first time. But then I went on Thursday night and it was a little bit different I would say my my expectations going into it were lower you yeah. know going going with the previous one um and I'd um my boyfriend's mum had dropped me off so I was you know I didn't have to get the bus which made a made a big difference um, less stressed going into yeah because it, it's two buses and the buses are just so unreliable so and it's it's like literally a 20 minute drive it's you know brilliant so anyway so yeah I got dropped off and um, and also when I was looking for the place I ran into a girl another girl who who's who was transferring and that was her first day yeah so it was really weird um so I was talking to her about outside and I think she like started at the uni and had been playing a bit you know back home um so yeah so I found so I found the building with her went in and like as soon as I went into the room everyone was like oh hi you know like um, people were smiling and chatty and someone introduced themselves straight away to us and were, and were like, oh, so which one are you? Which one are you? And oh, so-and-so was speaking to you. And, you know, like, just like, I felt like I knew what was going on a bit, you know. Um, yeah. And then they explained what the session was to us and they were like, oh, so, you know, this is the rookie session. Uh, but actually, I think their system is, from my understanding, is their system is that all all the league can go to all the sessions or something like that um so it did have some like a team skaters who were practicing some drills and stuff um okay but like they practiced in just a different bit of the hall um and yeah and, and so yeah and they were like so we'll put you in they're like you can you know oh I signed a waiver which I didn't actually I don't think I did in the first one but then, I, yeah, and I was like, and they were like, oh, we'll put you in, you know, we'll put you in with the drill, see how you get on. Um, and I was like, fine. But it was, it was rookie drill. So a lot of it was like, um, stop it, you know, plow stopping and stuff. But, you know, you can always practice that kind of stuff. Um, oh. So I, I didn't, I didn't mind too much. And actually, the floor was really pleasant to skate on, a bit different to what I'm used to, but like nice to skate on. And yeah, everyone was really friendly. And it. I felt like the coach, it, it only took the coaches like, you know, a couple of, you know, stops and stuff for them to realise, okay, actually, yeah, she she has skated before. She was like, next time you would be over there doing contact with the with the others. And that was where like the A-team were practising. Um, okay, great that they recognise you're not, um, you're not like a borderline case. You're yeah. like someone who's like, just the second past mins kind of thing. No, exactly. Yeah, it was like, yeah, she was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm really happy with these skills, um, and yeah, I'm, I'm. So what was what was really interesting was she was like, we've got a game coming up um, at the end of this month, mm-hmm. um, and we have actually got spaces on the roster on the B team. Um, if you're up for playing, and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I was like, yes, I am. 
Um, <laughs> I like so, Toby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, please, yes. Um, so yeah, so um, yes, that was really nice, and she was really friendly. And actually, she was weirdly like apologetic about like she was like, um, oh, sorry, it's been like this today, and like, but you know, it's not like this on the other sessions. Like really, like you know, like reassuring and stuff. Um, cool. Yeah, yeah. Everyone like they do like really nice things where they like give each other positive feedback all the time so at the end they all get, get around in a circle and give each other positive feedback yeah. um and yeah it seemed oh and at the end they were like okay so there's no pressure to to like join the league um she's like but you do if you want to play the game you do have to you know you do have to be a league member which i think is perfectly understandable um and she was like, just come call on to as many sessions as you want and then you know if you want to if you want to join up that'd be great and um they gave me they have like a constitution for the league which is just like about you know what what the league stands for and you know kind of like i think croydon's got something similar i don't think they call yeah, it that yeah. but like you know the the, the things that aren't to- behavior that aren't tolerated and all that kind of stuff um and she gave me one of those and she was like yeah if you, i mean if you like don't feel any pressure but if you want to sign it and bring it back you, you know you can join the league and we'll put you in all the you know right groups and stuff so it was just like a completely opposite experience where in League A I've I'd felt like I was like trying to get in this really exclusive club where I just didn't belong. Whereas League B they were just it was like they were I don't know, they were just re- it was like I I don't know, I seemed like to fit in a lot quicker and I don't know. That's so interesting. I feel like what you've just described is um it's almost so I'd say um, Bash's interview, I think, was very useful for to hear as someone, who, the person transferring, whereas I feel like hearing from you and what you described is some real lessons for leagues on accepting transfers and attracting transfers. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. You've almost described kind of um, a what, a what not to do and a what to do in best practice. Like yeah. you... Um, you know, you've sort of shown how easy it is to alienate um, a potential new addition. And I'd say, you know, for most leagues, um, a new person is not to be sniffed at. Like, uh, you know, there are, I guess, some leagues in the country that are in a very secure position and don't need to worry about attracting new people. But Especially at my level as well. You know, like, I'm, you know, low low B team level. So, or, you know, maybe, depending on what the B team is, maybe kind of medium B team level, uh, B team level. But I'm certainly not, you know, I wouldn't be like a star transfer, you know. So I can I can understand and I think and don't get me wrong, it wasn't that they were unfriendly in no. in in League A. They just I just didn't feel like I clicked with with the people and yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'd still say I would think for most leagues in the country, um they would always be aiming to attract new people. And I would say that even though you uh, not, you know, an A-team um, star skater transfer coming in. You're also not a rookie that mm. needs to be trained up from um, day one. Like, you're someone yeah. coming in who um, the second league, at least, felt would be okay to bout with their B-team in a month's time. Yeah. Um, and as we all know, potentially for rookies, you're looking at at least maybe six months or more before yeah. someone is at that stage I would so. say yeah a year actually really when you think there's, there's the difference between passing mins and you know having the skills to bow yeah um yeah and I and I yeah. feel like yeah I don't know like I, I might I don't want to I don't want to say that I've made a decision at this point but okay. it feels like I have like I, I I'm gonna go back tomorrow to league b um which is the one I liked um to go to there um, you know, normal, well, it's not B-team training because they all train together, so they're normal league training um, and scrimmage and stuff. And maybe I'll be, like, super out of my depth and maybe I'll hate it or, you know, maybe the people that actually turn out to be really unfriendly and that's like, maybe it's just the rookie people who are friendly. Um, so I might, you know, I might hate it. I don't think I will. I got, I th- coming home from that, I felt really positive and really happy and felt like I'd found, like, a bit of a home from home. Yeah, um, so that's good. Yeah. it sounds like that's your gut reaction, and uh, like as you said, like it's it's probably good to give them both that second 
that um, second chance, like yeah. you know, more session, just in case it was your initial feelings that kind of um, I don't know the, the stress of getting to the first the first session of league that maybe and the weird floor and kind of stuff yeah. that control. Um, but I do think it's yeah, it's a good lesson for leagues that not necessarily you don't need to necessarily do anything majorly wrong to potentially put someone off. You know, the difference between um, a friendly, personal first few messages when they inquire mm. and just being inclusive when they arrive and um, taking an interest in someone and being positive and smiley might be the difference between someone coming back and not coming back. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. And at, at this stage, I feel like I would go to, tomorrow to League B and if it's good, I won't go back to League A, I don't think. Like, I... I feel like I, it might be a mistake, but I feel like I did. I, I don't know. I felt I felt like that was enough for me to know. But I mean, if 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 it's not good tomorrow, maybe I'll maybe I'll try um, league A again. Redo my mins at league A. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel really happy for you that you, that one of them was good because yeah, um, yeah obviously uh, talking over WhatsApp and stuff after just your first experience and. Um, in not being that happy, I'm really glad that you've had a much more positive um, second experience with with League B. Yeah, yeah, I saved it. I didn't tell you about it at the time because I was like, I'll save it for the podcast. Tell you everything <laughs> the Very podcast. wise. Um, yeah. So we had some juicy material. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, actually, one other thing that we decided to do, since we're talking about transfers, is to. Um, use our new Facebook page, which we finally managed to set up. It now has about 100 people. Exactly like, 100. Exactly 100, not even about 100, exactly 100. I mean, I'm happy with that. I think a nice round number. Yeah. At that really, 100 would be great. Oh, um, 200 would be good. 200 is good, 500 is good. Yeah. 1,000 is good, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so we you put a, a little kind of call out on that page to ask people um if they transferred and if they had any views on transferring um and it was interesting to hear from um Paula who actually skates for Croydon um and she was sort of talking more about uh this idea kind of a different situation to yours where you've had to move kind of for geographical region mm. reasons whereas other people um may move uh still within the same geographical area but for for different reasons for maybe a feeling they had a different ethos or like we said like they there's maybe been a falling out or a disagreement there or mm. uh, they want to move into a more competitive environment and and uh lala was saying that for her she couldn't imagine um leaving her leave for that reason um, and kind of preferred the idea of um, making the league she was in better and I guess working from within um, to improve a league rather than moving. So she she says she feels that um, Croydon is a part of her um, and everyone in it is like her family and that she she uh, couldn't leave and that she, and that she absolutely had to. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Obviously, Robin chose to abandon the family. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I, like a divorced yeah. child. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I can definitely understand that. I think if you, uh, it depends on why you play roller derby, really. If you, if you play just for the competitive sport, then, you know, I, I wouldn't have any problems with people moving, you know, if, if somebody thought, that they would be better off at another league. That that wouldn't bother me in the slightest. No. I I don't know. I do, and I, I do, it's hard for me to imagine being at you know at that level where I would you know be better off elsewhere because it does happen, you know. Um, and I I I potentially would move um, potentially, but it's it's very difficult to like wrench yourself away from you know the people that you really like and. I don't know. Or maybe I'm just in the honeymoon period. And maybe after a while you just get sick of everyone. <laughs> we haven't been doing it long enough. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I suppose probably it's that 
people engage with the sport in different ways. And I think a really kind of dominant narrative is this idea of your league is your family and, you know, you're, you've got your derby wives or your derby sisters and, um, that every, you know, you're very, very close to these people in the league. And I think um, it's important to remember that's probably not the experience for every single person in roller derby and that's okay. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's, it is okay if um, your league isn't your best friends that you build your whole life around. I don't think there's anything wrong with that um, that way of engaging with it either. So suppose if you were more, you know, you're playing for the sport and for your own kind of um, uh, improvement within the sport, then, yeah, I can definitely imagine you... It would feel more logical to kind of pursue an environment that was, like, most optimal for that, that you could really excel in. Yeah. Um, as an athlete yeah definitely yeah yeah um and I think actually from we got one of the comments that we got was from Sarah Bing who is dropkick no mercy um who I, I haven't actually met but she's one of those people that I've got on Facebook that I've never actually met but I have seen a skate and she's very good um, okay yes yeah, same I I feel like I've never met Sarah in person but we're in so many of the same circles on Facebook that I <laughs> don't know <laughs> yeah yeah I like feel like I know her quite well even though we've never met um so yeah but she um she moved to a different league out of kind of not a geographical thing out of choice um to kind of get more out of you know the sport um which which is understandable and she wrote three blog posts on her blog which she like flagged up to us um, when we mentioned that we were doing this um episode and yeah they're really good I've read all three of them and they're really helpful um about about moving leagues so um what is her blog it's dropkicknomercy.blogspot.co.uk and that's really helpful I would say um check those out because there's some really good detailed posts covering um various aspects of transferring so definitely check those out if you are thinking about transferring yourself yes or if you've just transferred actually it helps you to like when I moved it helped me just to get like an understanding of oh you do feel like this like you know I'm not yeah I'm not the only I, one. like oh okay I'm not I'm not like um unusual for feeling like this like yeah exactly yeah cool. um, there was one uh other comment from that I'm just going to read out I think because it's really interesting yeah definitely yeah words so this is um a case called Tatiana um and she says I transferred leagues because I was moving to a new continent. So I not only transferred leagues, but the language in which derby was played and also where the derby culture was very different because the sport was still very new to this country. The transfer was terrifying, but a breath of fresh air. I was watching people experience derby for the first time and the passion was good for my veteran soul. It was humbling as well. Because I was the one with the most derby experience and knowledge, it also forced me to stay on top of my skills. If they were coming to me with questions, I wanted to make damn sure I had answers. So that's really interesting because that's um, kind of quite a different angle of not moving to move into a league where it's more competitive and a higher level than you, but moving very far geographically and actually to a place where the derby is less progressed than you were used to. Yeah, yeah, that that was really interesting actually when I read that comment because I you never talk about that. You never talk about moving to somewhere, what you know, a league that you know, or yeah, even a country where you know you're you've gone from being I don't know. I'm sure she was a very good player, but like a, you know, an averagely good player to being the best player in the league. It must be must be really hard work actually. Yeah, but I mean, it sounds like um, she's getting a lot out of it. Yeah, she's great, and it shows that the kind of the language getting over the language barrier is possible yes because she's done it yeah yeah so those are just the comments that we've got so far but feel free to keep the conversation going on facebook if you just search for hell yeah roller derby you should find us Hi, it's Robin again. Um, Because I'm sure you haven't heard enough of my voice by now, I've just got something quick to add. Um, So after we recorded this podcast, we got another comment in via Facebook, um, which we thought was worth adding because it's a very different perspective. Um, The person wanted to remain anonymous, but I'm just going to read it in full. With my old league, it wasn't very inclusive. 
As someone who can sometimes have trouble making close friends, I found it really tricky to fit in well, which made me feel excluded during training sessions. I stopped playing for some time and then started with my new league, and as cheesy as it sounds, it felt like my derby home straight away. Everyone was so nice, and it's the kind of place where, when you're asked to group for a drill, there's no worry about who you will pair up with, because just everyone gets on with it and teams up with whoever is nearby. I also had issues with the way the rosters were handled with the first league. A full 14 would be put down to play, but it would end up that only 10 or so of these would actually get on track, with the others just sitting on the bench. It was heartbreaking to feel like that. I just believe that you should roster the skaters you plan to use, because it creates false hope for people. So that's quite an interesting perspective, and I think it's something that quite a lot of people might identify with, particularly the rostering and being sat on the bench, which is something that I think we will come back to um, in a later podcast. So that's it for episode three. The theme music you're hearing right now is Loophole Fragment by Silent Partner, used under Creative Commons license. Once again, any views expressed on the podcast belong to us and are not necessarily shared by our league or leaks. If you have any questions, feedback or ideas for future topics, drop us an email at podcast at hellyearrollerderby.com. Thanks to everyone who contributed comments to the episode and to Bash for letting us grill her about her transfer experiences. Finally, thanks to you for listening. We're back next month, but in the meantime, you can find our previous episodes and loads more at hellyearrolldarby.com or find us on Facebook. It also really makes a difference if you rate us on iTunes as it helps other potential listeners to find us. And the more listens we have, the more time we can devote to improving this podcast. Bye. Bye. Right, I'm going to do the joke. Do so you have one? Yeah, I have one, yeah. So, I have to say, I've I've used up my good jokes already. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, your good jokes. <laughs> yeah. So, don't um don't feel obliged to laugh. Okay. Uh, I sort of think it's funny, but okay. um going to be real. Yeah, okay. Um why did the blocker have crooked teeth? Uh, I don't know what, Robert, why did the blocker have crooked teeth? Because the offence took out her brace. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> that, one, that is the, by far the most laboured joke. Yeah, it is very, it's sort of almost a dentistry <laughs> I know, joke. I, I think it's a grower. <laughs> yeah, you have to think about it think, at first. Because you literally have to picture the track and then are like, oh, the offence, yeah, it took out the brace and the wall. Right. And also a brace is something that you, the orthodontist, you, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, to stop you from having crooked teeth, so. Grow it. It's yeah. Grow it, I think. Yeah. <laughs>